Hello, my name is Albert, and welcome to another quick episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies. I've got some movie reviews to talk about, a Showtime Anytime movie streaming recommendation to share, and I talk about M. Night Shyamalan. On my I Saw That Movie Film Review blog, which you can find on whowhatwhereswhy.com, I've got a few movie reviews to share here. First up is The Visit, directed and written by M. Night Shyamalan, starring Olivia de John, Ed Oxenbold, Diana Dunagan, Peter McRobbie, and Katrin Hahn. The two-camera documentary found footage style may be completely played out, but this movie is actually entertaining to watch. I thought the combination of comedic moments mixed with the mysterious and scary scenes worked well for the story. The whole cast is great, and this might even be M. Night Shyamalan's best movie since 2000's Unbreakable. I enjoyed the visit. I also saw She's Funny That Way, directed by Peter Bogdanovich, written by Peter Bogdanovich and Louis Strayton, starring Imogen Potts, Owen Wilson, Katrin Hahn, Rice Evans, Jennifer Aniston, and Will Forte. This movie is pretty much a throwback to the screwball comedies that were very common in cinema many decades ago. It has one of those stories where everybody seems to be connected in one way or another somehow in a it's a small world kind of way. This silly story may feel familiar, but it's still fun to see how things play out. I thought she's funny that way is okay. If you only had a choice to see one of these two movies, go see The Visit. It's actually a fun movie to watch. You can read more of my film reviews on the I Saw That Movie blog at whowhatwhereswhy.com. For my movie streaming recommendation, I'm recommending The To-Do List, which you can watch on Showtime anytime. This is an enjoyably fun addition to the teen sex comedy genre of movies. The story itself moves at a good pace, the sense of humor works really well with great one-liners, but admittedly the whole thing isn't entirely new. Since the story is set in 1993, the soundtrack had some fun putting together some iconic songs from that era that involved sexual themes like OPP, Let's Talk About Sex, or Misa Horny. Also, because of the period piece nature of it, as a nod to teen shows like 90210, the cast of the movie were mostly 20 to 30-somethings playing teens. I just love that. The cast overall was fantastic, but Aubrey Plaza as Brandy Clark was especially great as the earnest, overachieving, bossy, naive, know-it-all teen who wants to experience sex before going to college. She completely owns this movie. The to-do list feels like it could be a cult classic to the teen sex comedy genre, and I did have a lot of fun watching it. The to-do list. Watch it on Showtime anytime. With 1999's The Sixth Sense, M. Night Shyamalan immediately became a highly demanded filmmaker. It was the second highest grossing film of that year, and it also earned six Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay. Newsweek even declared Shyamalan the next Steven Spielberg. His next two movies, Unbreakable and Signs, became favorites among many, and it seems like he was on track to actually be one of the greatest directors of his generation. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Things began to fall apart once people started making fun of him for always relying on plot twists in his movies. By the time the mediocrely received The Village was released in 2004, the backlash against Shyamalan completely took over his career. The quality of his work immediately went into a downward spiral with a series of poorly received films. It didn't help that he seemed oblivious to all the criticism and was quick to defend himself, pointing the blame towards the people who he claims just didn't get his movies and are being unfair to him. However, even the actors he's worked with have openly criticized him, like Mark Wahlberg admitting that 2008's The Happening was a bad movie, and he was the main actor for that. 
Shyamalan had a solid chance to improve on his public reputation with one movie project, 2010's The Last Airbender. It's a live-action film adaptation of the much-loved animated series Avatar The Last Airbender. All he had to do was make a great movie out of that property and all would have been forgiven. As everybody predicted, however, it ended up being arguably the worst movie he's ever made and convinced many people to say that they will never watch another movie made by Shyamalan. His name and involvement became such a joke that the marketing campaign for 2013's After Earth made all the effort in the world to hide the fact that M. Night Shyamalan was a director and co-writer for that movie. That's a pretty low thing to do by the movie studio, and that was also another low point in the growing number of low points in Shyamalan's career. Here we are 2015, and everybody already wrote off his latest movie, The Visit, even before seeing it. I saw it though, and as I said on my review, it was actually enjoyable. The critics and moviegoers are also overall giving it a favorable review. It even made a respectable $25 million on its opening weekend for a movie that was made on a $5 million budget. Could this be the start of a recovery to his career? Him teaming up with Jason Blum of Blumhouse Productions for The Visit definitely did him some good. It's a good start and it's promising, but let's see how his next movie goes. M. Night Shyamalan, good luck. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert Patrick and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. Send comments to whowhatworstwhy.gmail.com via social media or through the website. Rate and subscribe to our shows on iTunes. Check out our merchandise store and Patreon page. Music has been provided by The Y Access. Find them at theyaccess.bandcamp.com. Until next time, this has been an episode of Movies, Movies, and Movies, which is part of the whowhatworstwhy.com network. A morning.